and welcome to the Salaam Podcast, a podcast created to bring us back home to ourselves, to inspire and guide you on your healing, evolving, and expanding journey. My name is Jade Terrio, and I am so grateful to have you here. I typically start these episodes with a meditation, but today we're going to do things a little bit differently and we're going to push our meditation slash inquiry to the end of this episode. Although, before pressing record, I did safely and intentionally open this container and I created the gentlest boundary of unconditional love around me and whoever finds their way here. This is my fourth time recording this episode. Not by choice, but by will of the universe. My first episode that was recorded, edited, and published to Spotify. Didn't have any sound when it made its way, when it made its appearance on Spotify. So I had to delete, take a few steps backwards, and attempt to re-record. And every recording I've created since that very first one has struggled with the same issues. So I have taken a few technical steps to ensure that this does not happen again and that this is the episode that reaches you. A few things to note. I'm currently recovering from the flu. So if you notice that I have a nasally voice, bear with me and love me anyway. I'm hardly symptomatic, but it's still kind of still lingering. It's this time of year, I guess. Thankfully, though, podcasting for me is a one-woman show right now, so I don't have to worry too much about spreading germs. Another thing to note is that I am currently in Charleston, West Virginia, staying in this really, really gorgeous apartment, and there is a lot of road noise. I'm not 100% sure how much of it is going to be picked up on my microphone, but if you notice some... traffic noises or random background noises, that's what's happening. I can't really run away from it. This is just part of this really beautiful process. When I tell people I'm in Charleston, West Virginia, I typically learn whether or not they paid attention in high school geography. I'm in West Virginia, friends, not South Carolina. And while there is no Atlantic Ocean or snazzy Southern food here, believe it or not, I have a pretty thick history with Charleston, West Virginia. Long story short, the year after I graduated college, I got a job that required me to relocate here. It was divinely timed, as always. I had just ended an engagement with a woman who... I did not belong with. 
and I was desperate and ready for some independence. So this opportunity came at the optimal time. Obviously, I took it, and I moved here to Charleston, Thanksgiving of 2019, with big plans and big hopes to make friends and create this simple but stable life for myself. In the midst of my moving here, I started a relationship with a guy, the infamous guy I've mentioned in all of my episodes. Little did I know the roller coaster that would be and the roller coaster that my life would be in Charleston because of my relationship with him and because four months, four short months after my moving here, COVID shut the world down. My time here was lonely and isolated. It was also very enlightening and filled with pockets of profound, profound stages of self-realization. You know, being locked away in my house 1,000 miles away from everything and everyone familiar, I was forced to connect to myself in ways that I had never done. I was forced to hold myself in moments when there was no one else around to hold me. I left Charleston November 8th, 2021. This guy, the the guy who shall not be named, and I had spent all of 2021 breaking up and getting back together. We were on this very sick roller coaster. And in July, he had made his way back to me and we got back into a relationship and our intentions were to do things all the way. And part of that was buying a home and starting a family and going to the next step. In October, we closed on a house and moved into our home. And I noticed almost immediately a shift in his energy, which was a pattern of his. When he was chasing me, He was in love with me and went above and beyond to show me how much he wanted me. But when he had me, I became this, what felt like a burden or this uninteresting trinket that he didn't need to pay attention to or show up for 
and I brought up the conversation that some of my needs were not being met and he was baffled that I wasn't happy because he had just bought this house and we had just moved into this house and we had been moving and all of these things and he told me that he wasn't enough for me and he broke up with me. And I loaded up my car and I left and I drove back to Lafayette, Louisiana. We weren't even in our house for a month. And as much as I, I wish that I could say that that was the end of our story, it was just the middle. It took until two months ago for us to finally get the fuck off of this roller coaster. And I will say, I can't speak for him because I have not spoken to him, but I can speak for myself and I am off of it. Still processing it, but done with it. The reason I'm bringing this up is my job is still in Charleston, West Virginia. I work remotely now from Louisiana the majority of the year, but I had been planning with my office to return to Charleston for a couple of weeks to do some in-office stuff and to collaborate with my team because my entire team is based here. And as divine timing would have it, I returned on Tuesday. November 8th, 2022, which is the year anniversary of our breakup when I left our home. The entire drive up here, that gnarly 16-hour drive, I dreaded how I would feel when I got here. I was so nervous that I would feel defeated and triggered and heartbroken it's been two months since we've spoken, and I've reached a really good place in this healing from this relationship, and I dreaded the thought of taking steps backwards. But now that I'm here, and I'm sitting in this dreamy apartment next to the sweetest donut shop. I can fully admit that there's a major part of my heart that is healing. I've been in this place, this very thick place of gratitude lately. I have an amazing job with an incredible team I get to podcast and create in my spare time. I'm genuinely surrounded by so much love that it's inconceivable. The amount of people who are just appearing in my life and loving me unconditionally and in such big ways, it's something I've, I've only ever dreamed of, but I'm living it. My very first morning here, I woke up from a Venmo payment 
from this woman that I've recently started connecting with and she just wanted to buy my coffee. It was her way of expressing love and support and taking care of me from afar. Another friend of mine before I left, left me a beautiful crew neck sweatshirt in my mailbox with the kindest love letter. When I was on my third recording of this, before this one, I was sitting here by this big window overlooking the street and I noticed across the street a floral truck. They had pulled up and parked and the driver got out of the van, opened up the back and whipped out these gorgeous, gorgeous bouquet of flowers. And I felt a tickle in my heart because when I lived here, I received so many flowers. My sister sent me flowers almost monthly and my ex-boyfriend sent me flowers really regularly and I saw this guy getting out and bringing these flowers to someone and I felt honored to just like witness this moment in time and I was sitting here and I was just watching and I noticed he crossed the street towards my apartment. I'm on the second story and I could see him down below by the door to enter the apartment. The thing is, though, this the way this apartment is set up, it's a really old building and there's no doorbell or buzzer or anything like of the sort. And I could see him kind of just pacing back and forth and not quite sure where he was going. So something in me told me to go downstairs and to help him. And so I did. And as soon as I opened up the door, I could see my name on the card on the bouquet of flowers. I immediately started weeping, sobbing even. This man probably thought I was insane. I was like, that's my name. And he was like, oh, perfect. And handed me these flowers over. It was a bouquet of lilies and white roses and eucalyptus. And I carried this massive bouquet of flowers up to the top of my apartment and sat in a puddle of myself and just cried a year ago from now. I had just gotten back into Lafayette. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't eat. I had lived away for two years at had become some, so disconnected from so many of my friends, so I was, I felt so alone. I felt defeated. And here I am a year later, back where that heartbreak, where that heartbreak really lived and started. And I'm not defeated anymore. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for spending 
three years with a man who didn't value me. I'm grateful for spending three years with someone who lied and cheated and ripped me to shreds because I've had the opportunity to get to know myself so deeply. I've been gifted the opportunity to look at myself, all of me, my light and my shadow, and accept it and take responsibility for it and love it. And to also know that my relationship with this guy who didn't value me and who didn't see me and who didn't know me, to know that that had nothing to do with me. The other night, I was having a conversation with my married couple friends who were in town. They're travel nurses, so they're just bopping around all over the U.S. and living really beautiful lives. And while they were home, I tried to spend as much time as possible with them. And we were talking, and I was externally processing about this relationship, as I do. And we were talking about this. About meeting ourselves deeply and knowing ourselves deeply. And there's a quote by Matt Kahn. And it goes like this. Despite how open, peaceful, and loving you attempt to be, people can only meet you as deeply as they have met themselves. No doubt it's a profound quote with a lot of weight. A lot of truth. But while I was talking to my friends and talking about my relationship with this guy and how, you know, I I said that I was like, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And I kept saying it. And then it's like something in me clicked. And I realized that instead of people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. The truth is people can only meet you as deeply as they are willing to meet themselves. The key difference is willingness. We are not born fully conscious, self-aware, and self-realized beings. Part of our journey in this lifetime is knowing and experiencing ourselves. But there is so much of our society that is wrapped up in money and external validation and external chases. And there is a lack of willingness to know ourselves, to meet ourselves, and to love ourselves. Self-awareness, self-realization is a choice we make. 
fully knowing ourselves is a journey we either decide to take or not. I have not always been this self-aware. I mean, my relationships from high school through college all the way to my failed engagement, all the way to this relationship, I felt like a lost puppy just following lovers around because there was no home or foundation within myself. I had such limited consciousness of my being. Little awareness of who I was, how I impacted others, and how I needed to be more intentional in my relationships. And trust me, I'm still learning. I hadn't met my fullest self yet, but my innate willingness to go deeper is ultimately what mattered, and that willingness is what brought me deeper into my own awareness. We aren't born being fully self-aware. It's our willingness that bridges the gap between self-aware and self-avoidant. People can only meet us as deeply as they are willing willing to meet themselves. The people in your life who have misunderstood, rejected, taken advantage of, and made you feel anything but loved and accepted, those people do not know themselves. And their lack of understanding, compassion, and willingness is not a reflection of you or your worth. But that is not what I want to focus on in this episode. Instead, I want to use this conversation as an opportunity to go inward. I want to ask you and encourage you to explore how deeply are you willing to know yourself? How deeply and honestly are you willing to witness every aspect of you? Your light, your shadow, your love. Are you willing to acknowledge the shame and the guilt? Are you willing to go as deep as you can and witness, accept, and take responsibility for who you are and how you show up in the world? Are you willing to own your shit? Part of knowing yourself is doing shadow work. Shadow work is newer to me, but it's the conscious act of connecting to repressed or unconscious parts of you that you may hide or that live in the darkness. Shadow parts of ourselves can be trauma or unhealthy patterns we may unconsciously project onto other people, like codependency, self-sabotage, and addiction. We all have shadow parts. Much of our society is just too afraid to do the work. To witness their own darkness. To own and take responsibility for that darkness. You know... I have unintentionally hurt so many people in my lifetime. I feel overcome with guilt and shame when I remember the recklessness that I've lived with. But I do take responsibility for it. I do own it. I have apologized and I work consciously, as consciously as possible every single day to 
become better, to heal, to become more self-aware, to know myself deeper. We have no control over what happens to us in this lifetime. We only have control how we treat ourselves and how we respond to the various experiences that ebb and flow. The more conscious we are, the more we know ourselves, the more willing we are to know ourselves, the more freedom we have. And I think the root of what we all want is freedom. The meditation today is going to be less of a meditation and more of an inquiry. Grab a pen and paper for this one, if you can. If not, use the notes on your phone or just don't use anything at all. It's completely up to you. And when you're ready, and if you can, close your eyes and let's just start with some box breathing. We're going to inhale for four. Hold for four, exhale for four, and hold for four. And we're going to do this four times. To really get in our body, get still, and become present. I want you to ask yourself, How deeply am I willing to know myself? If you receive any messages, any, anything you hear, feel, see, taste, touch, or smell, take notes. Ask yourself, how do I feel right now, in this moment? Am I comfortable? Do I feel supported? Do I feel inspired? Am I heartbroken? Am I sad? Am I hungry? Notice it. How deep am I willing to go into my light? How deep am I willing to go into my shadow? What habits or patterns are and are not serving me? What am I doing that's good for me and what am I doing that is stunting my growth?
Am I willing to take responsibility for my life? How am I lying to myself? Do I allow myself to show up as myself around others? Or do I hide bits of me? And do I hide because I am ashamed or embarrassed? Am I self-sabotaging? Where else am I self-sabotaging? Why do I self-sabotage? What would happen if I let myself fully embody who I am? Go deep here. Let yourself be honest and vulnerable with yourself. When we are courageous enough to ask ourselves hard questions and even more courageous to answer brutally and honestly, we meet new parts of ourselves. And from here, we can continue on our path to healing, to growing, to expanding. It's critical that we are willing to go deeper and deeper and deeper into ourselves. And I invite you to explore those dark corners. To really sit in the space of you and let yourself breathe fully. There is nothing wrong with you. You are not broken, but you are healing, and there is no reason to feel ashamed, afraid, or embarrassed. Very soon you'll start to recognize what feels aligned and what doesn't. You'll start to recognize what's yours and what isn't. And you'll start to see a new depth unveil itself in your relationships. A new consciousness in your relationships. In my Instagram post for this episode, I have these questions laid out and you are welcome to return to them anytime you feel called. If new questions come up and you want to share them with me, please do. We're a community and I want to support you on your journey. Thank you for showing up here today. Thank you for showing up every single time you show up. I'm proud of you, and I'm honored to witness your healing journey. I am honored to be beside you on my own healing journey. All my love. Salam.